when I was younger. I always traveled by myself most of the time and I never had problems. I really have the feeling that sometimes if we fear something, that thing will happen to us. So I never really had the fear. I was always sort of careful. I never put myself into very dangerous situations or, you know, never went for the too wild side. Mm -hmm. uh, but I never really limited myself to going places, going out at night. Hey folks, welcome to our show, African Nomad Podcast. This is a monthly show committed in helping you rethink and redefine your idea of traveling and having adventure in your life, expanding your view, desire, interest, and pushing yourself to go out of your comfort zone. It's your boy Abdul, your host for the show. Welcome on board and let's get ready to take off. Hey, today we have Chiara. She's an Italian artist, a painter, a business and digital coach. As an artist and traveler, she shares her adventure and painting her insight with the rest of the world. Chiara has a passion for art and creativity, which allows her to go beyond everyday life and to see and capture beauty everywhere. As business and digital coach, she supports artists to find their path in uh, the art business and thrive through their artistic production. Her dream is to create a movement of people linked through creativity, beauty, and love. If you enjoy the excitement of travel and art, Chiara is your guide. Please welcome Chiara from Italy. Yay! Hi, hi everyone. Hey, hi. How are you Thank doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. That's amazing, actually, to have uh, somebody who has this multidisciplinary stuff like you, which is great. And I hope to get to know you more on this show today. But first of all, through the research, I saw that you were writing in the peninsula, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in 2019, which... let's specify that people don't think that I'm crazy <laughs> enough to go around with the pandemic. <laughs> well, well, if you have the chance to cross borders, yeah, fine. But if not, I, I understand that. Which kind yeah. of bike do you have, by the way? I have a BMW uh, 650. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's a nice ride. Wow. It, yeah, it, it was a great bike for this kind of trip because mm -hmm. it was more like based on going around on the roads. I didn't want to go long ways or very, I don't like to go very fast. I really like to feel the landscape 360 degrees. I always go on side roads or mm -hmm. strange roads that Google brings me to so sometimes yeah. i even get some interesting adventures but yeah i think uh, i i was really lucky to find this bike uh, she found me actually so <laughs> it was the okay. perfect match <laughs> that's nice that's amazing and so you decided to go on a mission to show the world in a different way mostly into the artistic way into creativity and why did you decide this and how did it come to your mind that you wanted to start doing this new thing for example well uh, i've been wanting to travel and draw for a long time and what uh, drawing taught me especially mm -hmm. drawing on location which is my favorite kind of drawing it's called urban sketching so you go around mm -hmm. and you stop in the places and you represent what you really see in front of you yeah. and i really realized that this kind of drawing is uh, allowing me to see the details to really as you mentioned before 
to see beauty everywhere because mm -hmm. once you start you stop and you live in the present moment you really manage to see that you can find beauty everywhere i lived in florence for a long time and it's Ooh, a beautiful city nice nice place yeah yeah but at the end it's like for people that ask me it was like how is it to live in florence i was it's great if you're a tourist If you live there, it's really hard because of the tourist industry that makes everything so complicated. So I really realized that you can find amazing places and amazing people, especially because I really believe that places are made by the people that live there. Mm -hmm. And you can find them everywhere. So I decided to go in this adventure to discover Italy, but not the usual Italy that everybody knows, but try to, to discover new places or to see places that are out of the usual track for tourists. Even if I visited the major cities, I try to go to places that are more like lived by the population that lives there more than the tourist path and that kind of things. I really like to go to places and get lost and just try to live in the moment. I see, I see. What you're trying to do is to really show the other side of things that are not being told. Not the fancy, fancy stuff, but trying to let people know about the different angle of a country or a place when they visit, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's one of the main points. Okay, but you were talking about taking places on sketches and stuff. Do you also portray or just take uh, pictures of um, places that are kind of sad or maybe let's say miserable hard to to watch to look or to know uh, as you were just saying well i have to say that i didn't end up in so many of such places i did paint and i was in some places that are more like war memorials or there was this place in Sicily that mm -hmm. uh, remembers this mafia, how you call it, like bomb uh, mm -hmm. explosion that killed uh, two magistrates in 93. It's a place that it's really filled with, with sadness, but also it shows the how people decided that they want to fight. I think that was a turning point in Italy in a way in which everybody realized how mafia was deep-rooted and how everybody could do something to change things. For me, that place was very impressive. I mean, I cried like crazy like there because the energy is so strong. But in the same time, there was sadness, but there was this feeling of hope. And it was a beautiful place to stop and paint and feel this energy and think about what we can do and about the future. So yeah, there were some places that were really, that really touched me deeply in my journey. That's cool. Talking about journey, I would like us to do a little exercise. Can you take us on, on a journey of the different places that you've been visiting so far in Italy and what were your most important places? I mean, areas in these places that you visited that touched you that you took on a painting and uh, why these places can you just take us through some of the different places you've been visiting so far in italy sure i traveled for four months straight mm -hmm. and uh, i visited around 100 uh, towns or cities and wow. i have uh, 180 paintings out of this trip so you can okay. imagine it was a really long uh, journey and that's why actually the book that is came out mm -hmm. is about the first part of the trip. The trip was sort of separated in two parts. 
because uh, on the first part I left, but I did have some uh, appointments back in my city. I'm from Trieste in the Northeast. So in a way it was uh, going back and forth two times actually. And then on the third part of the trip, I just left home and didn't know if I would be coming back when I would be coming back. Mm. So I really separated these two parts of the trip. So the first part was mostly in the northern part of Italy. I visited uh, four regions, Veneto, Lombardia, Trentino, Alto Adige. Wow. And then I toured my own region because I only had 10 days. And I said, okay, let's visit my region, Pro Lake, and finish it. Mm. And the thing is is that in Italy, wherever you go, you find that every place has some history to tell, has some beautiful spots or some places that you can stop by and, and see. The most... The top 10, for example. Let's just okay. make it easy this way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I would say probably one place that really I really like was Gemona, which is in Friuli Venezia Giulia. It's okay. a small city in the... Um, in the mountains and it's very rich of history for example there is the oldest church dedicated to saint antoine saint Mm -hmm. anthony Mm -hmm. because actually saint anthony came here or is it a different one no it's saint antonio da padova the padua okay 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 actually is very the church that is in gemona is even older than the basilica that there is in padua which is supposed wow. to be the oldest one, because okay. he stopped in Gemona and uh, he created this uh, small chapel for the Saint Mary. Mm-hmm. And then once he died, they decided to build a church for him. And it was uh, established before the Basilica in Padua. Wow. So, for example, this is some of the things that you go around and you discover and everybody, there is some curiosities to read and to know about. Then probably I would definitely put Brescia and Bergamo as other two places. They are supposed to be very industrial areas of Italy, but I discovered that actually the historical centers are very ancient because it's all coming from the Roman period and they have uh, such a great history and uh, there is all this passing of time that you can go through while visiting the historical town. Then a place I really loved was the Lake Como, definitely, like Bellagio and Lecco and uh, all that area was very, very beautiful. Well, a place that I really enjoyed stopping was this place between Lecco and, and Bergamo. Mm-hmm. And I found it by chance. It's the castle, the ruins of a castle by this um, lord of uh, Milan. Okay. And is supposed to be the guy after which our most famous national writer wrote his book, I Promessi Sposi. He was supposed to be the bad guy. <laughs> and he got... The story says that there are two guys that uh, are supposed to get married. This bad guy, very rich, falls in love with her. So he okay. gets her and brings her to this castle in the middle of nowhere. But I never realized that actually there is really a castle about this story. And it was a place I just visited by mistake in a way because it's not very advertised. A beautiful so mistake. So it was like one of these places like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are the places. Another place I visited was also in that area was this mm-hmm. small church dedicated to cycling. Inside there is this small church and there are all memorabilia of different cyclists, like from normal people that go there and leave their own stuff or like even champions, awesome. world champions that leave bicycles, t-shirts and that kind of wow. stuff. 
And again, I found it because I just asked some tourists of the area where they would suggest me to go. And mm -hmm. they told me, oh, you have to go there. And it's uh, La Salita del Ghisallo. It's a sort of famous road used in the cycling competitions in Italy. Uh, so, like the Giro? Yeah, in the Giro d'Italia. In some of, not every year, but they often, uh, every two, three years, they go through there. I love the Giro. I'm not a cyclist fan, so I cannot say the same, but... <laughs> you never know. Maybe your bicycle will come to your way and then you fall in love with her and then be like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, actually, uh, now that you mentioned in my book, mm -hmm. there is, because in Maniago, I ended up in this bed and breakfast and was owned mm -hmm. by two, a couple that they were cyclists. And wow. they did two times, they did the tour of Italy by bicycle during the vacation. So I wow. remember when I was there, I was feeling so, I was like, oh, I'm so you know, boring. I do it by motorcycle, doing it by bike. <laughs> it no, but still cool. Still cool. <laughs> so who knows? When, once I learn to ride, then probably yeah. I can try. And tell me, did you do all this four months, like traveling and painting? Do you do alone, like solo traveler? Yes. Yes. It was all a solo travel. Okay. So, you know, you know what people say, or people always wonder about as a woman just traveling alone anywhere in the world. Uh, what is your experience and what can you tell all those other women outside this world that they can do that also? Personally, I've traveled a lot and I traveled a lot even before when I was younger. I always traveled by myself most of the time and I never had problems. I really have the feeling that sometimes if we fear something, that thing will happen to us. So I never really had the fear. I was always sort of careful. I never put myself into very dangerous situations or, you know, never went for the too wild side. But I never really limited myself to going places, going out at night. I never had problems. I think if we pay attention, it's quite okay. I mean, of course, you cannot say that for everywhere, but yeah, I think that limiting oneself just because it might happen, it's not a nice way of living, in my opinion. So I think it's good to just follow the intuition. And I think some most of the time we do know when something is not the right thing for us. So yeah. I do believe in the sixth sense. It usually helps a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you know what they say. I think women mostly have this biggest capability to use the sixth sense than men, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, you just quoted some nice places that you visited so far, but I am like kind of curious. What about Venice and Pompeii? Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> Pompeii, I didn't visit. I went to Naples just for a couple of days, but I didn't manage to go there. It was full summer. It was very busy and I didn't, I do want to go there. I was there when I was very young and I don't remember anything mm -hmm. because it was high school. So you can imagine the kind of dream <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With everybody uh, shouting and dancing in the bus, right? Yeah, more or less. I think that's very universal uh, sure. <laughs> for everyone, every nation. Yeah. There are things that are the same everywhere. Mm. But remember, it was very beautiful and I really want to go back there. About Venice, it's a beautiful city. Well, it didn't happen. I mean, I didn't plan not to go. It just didn't happen. Most of my trip was very happening to me more than sure. planning. 
And it's also true that Venice is really near my city. So I've been many times there. So I didn't feel this uh, rush of going. I definitely want to go back there because, again, in Venice, there are a lot of places that are not uh, so tourist. And I was able to visit it sometimes with friends and uh, that live there. So they brought me to places that are not like so crowded and so yeah. crazy. And so I definitely want to go back to search for some of those places for my my future works and my future books. Okay, that's amazing. Talking about future, are you only going to focus on Italy or do you have plans to do the same thing with other places, maybe other countries close to Italy or any country in the world? I actually have no clue. <laughs> I mean, okay. I actually, I wrote on my plan that I wanted to travel Europe with my motorbike mm -hmm. and then Italy happened. So who knows? I really don't have plans right now. I, I'm just trying to let the project develop itself and see where it can lead. Now, definitely, I want to visit more of the south of Italy because it's an area that I didn't uh, visit much in, mm -hmm. in the past. So I'm really curious about that all that area. But who knows, once I get back to Trieste, I definitely can, uh, can go visit Europe. It, that would be easy. Who knows? I mean, I really don't have plans now and i think after this year it's even harder to the travel no it's, it's not harder in the meaning that i just feel that it doesn't make sense to to plan because we it can just you never know what, messy what happens right? in, in the next days <laughs> yeah exactly and i think that actually for me it's a really good thing because then i can be more focused on what's happening right now mm -hmm. and i don't you know, waste my energy looking at the future and planning big things when I can do big things now. Sure. And big things can be really everything. So that's cool. That's cool. For example, I like what you are just doing. And mostly in this COVID period, a lot of people are just stuck in their own country, can't go out because of borders closed. I think kind of the same thing here in Hungary, and I got chance to visit places that I didn't have time to visit. One of my favorite for now is Valence, a city that has a lake, and I like to cycle. Then I take my bicycle to this place and go around. It's 35 kilometer. I did it like three times this this month and it was pretty good to just go out of the city and then visit other places. I've also been place called Tatabania where there's a beautiful cave and uh, so many stories around so I still kind of need to check with some locals what is the real story about that there's another city which is very famous in Hungary Balaton which mm -hmm. is after I think you have heard maybe of that actually it's a beautiful place which um, has this very huge lake and uh, so many beautiful um, restaurants and food to try local drinks and beach uh, because you know Hungary is an inner country so it doesn't have access to the ocean or uh, the sea but still trying to portray kind of fun time at the beach with the lake and this is what I think people should do in this period when they can't really go out of the country but still has this huge change to visit the country where they are living in, in its fullest. What do you say about that? Well, yeah, I think uh, apart that if you tra were trying to convince me to visit uh, Hungary, <laughs> you 
did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I'm a really easy person to convince about travel. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm always very curious about every place. I really believe every place it's worthy. Yeah, I think definitely we forget we always have this thing in mind that we have to go far to find good places, nice places, nice adventures. But most of the time we have it really nearby. Sometimes I feel, at least I know it was for me, you have this pressure of saying you were, you went there more to the others than to yourself. Because, you know, it's fancy to say you were to, you went to, I don't know, to Thailand or to America <laughs> or to Australia. Mm -hmm. But then actually... It doesn't matter how long the trip is. It matters how you live it and what you yeah. learn from it yeah. at the end. True, true. I love this mindset, enjoying mostly because there's a lot of people, I'm not judging, but I say there's a lot of people who travel. They are being tourists and they are actually being in the box of a tourist, not a person like a human being going to a place and trying to, to leave touristic site and then tasting other things that are not on the touristic list. It's pretty hard for people to decide um, because they only see this and maybe they've not tried to go beyond that yet. I don't know. but Yeah, I think it, it makes me think of a decision I had to make one of the first days of my trip. Okay. That I remember I was visiting this villa in Veneto. You know, in a way we didn't... I was with a friend just the few first few days of my trip. We had to decide if we wanted to paint out and just relax or if we wanted to go inside the villa to visit everything. I realized that I was very stressed about not going in and feeling guilty of no not going in because I should go because I'm here. I don't know where I can come back and, you know, I have to do this and this and this. Sure. And I really realized how important is it is to just let go of the fear of missing out. It's a common way of saying it. And I really feel the fear of missing out in traveling is very, very strong. Mm -hmm. Because we think that if we get lost in the side street and just enjoy the view of the ocean, maybe you are in a city by the ocean and you just spend one hour looking at the ocean and the waves, you feel you have lost one hour instead of looking at something else. Yeah, I think it's something that it's really important to let go when you go discover a place yeah. because you never know where you can find something interesting. How long does it take for you for a painting? How, how long does it take? Usually I do all the ink work on location and it usually okay. takes between 15-20 minutes. Okay. And then it, depending on the schedule of the day, I paint on location or I most of the drawing I did it when I went back and I stopped. And it usually takes one hour and a half for the watercolor to do. One hour, one hour and a half, depending on the subject. Okay, that's... That's interesting. And do you sit down on the floor or do you sit on a chair? How is the scene for you to start painting? It's very variable. Mm. Um, sometimes I'm very lazy, so I just try to, <laughs> to find places that I can sit and okay. be sort of comfortable. Mm -hmm. But many times the most uh, interesting views are in a very hard places to to be so many times I even paint standing or mm -hmm. sitting on the floor as you mentioned sometimes I just ask somebody like a bar or a restaurant to give a chair yeah it's very variable that's interesting and so what are your future plans okay apart from the 
the painting, traveling in another country, but still you said you want to go to the South to discover more. So what are you planning very in the very near future? Well, now I'm working on the promotion of the book and I'm setting up uh, some part of my business about the coaching business that you mentioned before for mm -hmm. artists, digital marketing and that kind of things. Okay. And I definitely want to set up all the things that I need for for making it uh, as a professional artist, which means to have the e-commerce and, you know, maybe do some merchandising about my paintings and sell the paintings and that kind of things. Then, depending how the situation evolves, I think I will be traveling in autumn or maybe go in spring, so maybe middle of March and start my okay. tour and go and maybe three, four months more of traveling in the south of Italy. So now it's between creativity, setting up the business and uh, and seeing what happens. Okay. Uh, so you were saying artists, I, I, I'm an artist, so I need a manager now. <laughs> I need to be a manager. <laughs> Can you be an artist manager or it's just like you're just dealing with the digital marketing or the thing and just focusing on how to sell the person into Well, market. I believe that for me, being a professional artist means also to deal with the marketing stuff. Like every other profession, doing the job is not only doing your skill. You, mm. you know, if you're an architect or if you are a, even a lawyer or a dentist, mm. you know, of course, being the dentist is part of your job, but... Nowadays, you also have to promote your clients, right? So sure. it's part of every profession. I have the feeling that artists most of the time really are really reluctant because they feel, oh, I'm, if I do this, it's my art is going to get worse because it gets too commercial. And in a way, it can be true if you focus only on doing things that for, for the sales. But at the same time, I really think that if you know how to market yourself, especially at the beginning, it's going to be much easier also after reach a certain level. It will be easier to find somebody that can support you because you know what they are dealing with and you know which kind of information they need and you know what's your voice to talk to your audience. I have the feeling that today artists are very lucky in a way because it's really easy to reach their own audience very True easily in a way it's work it's definitely work i'm not saying it's easy in the in the sense that it doesn't require work mm -hmm. but it's definitely easier than 100 years ago that you had to travel full mm -hmm. europe to show a painting or something like that right yeah i think it, it's a way of freeing yourself from also the intermediary Yeah. That in certain cases, of course, they are very important. I'm not saying that we have to do everything by ourselves, but I think it's really important also to learn some of these things for ourselves sure. to grow in the right direction and to decide which is the, the direction that is right for us. That's cool. That's cool. I'm Tara. It's um, just still great that you can just point out these nice things. And I'm sure our nomads and everybody listening to our show will agree with me that it's, it's good to discover the nearest vicinity and nearest places because there is still, for example, a corner in your neighborhood that has a strong and beautiful story, history that you need to fetch and promote. Because we shouldn't only focus on what is being seen already since many days or many much time, but we should also display 
what is being hidden, uh, which has hidden histories and maybe beautiful ones or maybe sad ones, but still letting people know more about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important. And it's something that can be very enriching for ourselves and for the other people that we tell our stories to. True, true. Thank you so much. I, I think we are almost close to the end, I guess so. But I would like to give you the time now to maybe tell our nomad how they can get in touch with you and uh, if you have anything you want to say more about. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, my brand is called uh, Chiara Go Art and uh, you can find me on uh, my website, uh, chiaragoarts.com. Okay. Or you can find me Kiarago Arts on Instagram or Facebook. That's the main channels I'm using. As I mentioned, I just published a book. It's also available in English. So you can find it everywhere on Amazon or other websites for buying if you're interested. I don't know. I really would love to, to get in contact with uh, nomads and maybe have suggestions, <laughs> places to paint or places to go or, yeah. you know. Just have a just drop me a line if you are interested by this conversation we had, and I hope to to know more about the nomads in the community. Sure, we also have this group that we just want to start launching, but very soon it should be thing real. Then for sure you will be able to interact with the different nomads because you're also a nomad anyway. You're part of the community, so it will be good for you to interact with them and us also to interact with you and see how we can just push it further and make it happen for more projects. Maybe you will come to Budapest and then we will show you places that are not on the touristic side, but still interesting to paint, for example. Absolutely. I would love that. That's great. That's great too. So if you don't have anything to say no more, I think we'll just close for now and then uh, we'll keep it for next topics and another time for sure. That's great. I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for trusting us and then coming on our. It's always a pleasure to have a new person and I think you have a rich experience and there's a lot to get from your experience. There's a lot to get up from your stories and from your highs because you're painting <laughs> and we are eager to have more more stories and painting from you soon. Absolutely. I hope it will happen soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. Hey, my dear Nomad, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Please visit our website for more stories and experiences and adventures. And also please leave a comment or a review. That could be grateful. We love you. Take care of yourself and see you on the next episode of African Nomad Podcast.